This is a show about being spooked for fun, and the hosts are not affiliated with the attractions discussed in any way, except for those skeletons in Devin's closet. Some topics might go from ghoulish to ghastly, so viewer discretion is advised. Welcome to The Great American Scream. Welcome to The Great American Scream. I'm Devin Wright, and I've murdered our other uh, host. He's dead now. He's looking at me from the from after. Uh, let me do a seance. Om, come to us, spirit of Adam. Come. I was looking at you from beyond the beyond. <laughs> beyond the beyond, and now you're with us. And now Hello. I'm here. Thank you for that seance. That was beautiful. Thank you. I did an om, which I don't think is a seance thing, but I did it nonetheless. I mean, anything can really be a seance thing if... That's how psychics work. That's Anything can be. Yeah, different podcasts. Okay, um, hello. Welcome to episode three of The Great American Scream. We're very happy to have you. What's this episode about, Adam? So I'm really excited about this episode. We're taking a kind of step away from just haunted attractions because haunted houses aren't the only ways that Americans like to scare themselves silly. Let's take you away from Orlando, Florida. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to step away from Florida for a little bit. Although I guarantee you some all of these are very prevalent in, in the florida. State of florida yeah specifically so what we're doing today is ritual games yes you may know them as ritual creepypastas the inspiration for this episode was the in light of recent momo related events yes of we gotta course. talk about momo before <gasps> we do anything i hate momo don't we all but also side note we definitely need to do one about the clown epidemic Yes, we're going to talk about okay, clowns. That's I have that on the episode breakdown. But So we're going to talk about we ritual gotta, games. we got to talk about Momo We have first. to talk about Momo. Momo is kind of a thing that I know about. Yeah. Okay, so what, what do you know that, that so Momo is? So Momo was a thing that showed up like on Twitter and Facebook. People were talking about how this creepy lady who kind of looked like uh, Slender Man's wife came in the middle of children's YouTube videos and told them to like do horrible stuff like in the middle like so kids would be watching their like weird Hot Wheels videos The Hot Wheels unboxing videos? The Hot Wheels unboxing videos Do and, kids still play with Hot Wheels? Well like sometimes they have like trucks uh, Listen, I've watched a lot of kids YouTube uh, as I have very very small cousins who uh -huh. I have watched and I watch them watch YouTube and it's fascinating. Yeah, I don't like kids YouTube. That's a real scary area. Like this is not scary to me. Kids YouTube is scary. To kids me. YouTube is an enigma. But Momo was this was this like creepy thing going around that parents were like afraid that kids would watch a bunch of videos in a row and eventually YouTube's algorithm would lead these lead them to these videos that in the middle of random kids content would be scary Momo lady who would tell them to like kill their parents or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, so the whole big, it was a big media scare for a lot of parents. But it that, wasn't real. The way that Momo started, it was, I think it was on WhatsApp. I don't use WhatsApp. Who but, does? Um, a, a lot Dr of people. Drug admittedly. dealers and international businessmen. Um, but So on WhatsApp, people could message this account that was allegedly this Japanese ghost called Momo, and you could contact her, and she would like know things about you. So she'd like know your name before you contacted kind her. Kind of like. Uh, or she'd like know where you lived and stuff. Who's and then, that genie guy that you. The Akinator? Yeah. <laughs> Just like the Akinator. Just like Akinator, but 
then she would like send you instructions of the game to play, and the 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 levels of the game as you pass them would get more and more dangerous, starting to go into self harm or harming others. This is、um, like this that, is exactly like the blue whale challenge, or like the movie where the people sign up for the app, and then the app tells them to do different stuff. Remember that horror movie? It I mean, I, I remember the concept. I don't remember what it was called. Horror movie about phone. Was it bedeviled? App. My my computer heard me because it said、uh, it autocorrected. Bedeviled. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's、nice. what I thought. Um, that's on my Netflix queue right now. Incredible. But it's just like this happened. This exact same thing happened like five years ago with the Blue Whale Challenge, which was the same thing. It was a game with a list of things, and they would get more and more dangerous. And then the last level of the game was to kill yourself. Okay. So there was a big parent scare that like, oh my God, the kids are like they're playing these games and they're going to hurt themselves and hurt others because the game on the internet. The thing about Momo is that no, kids weren't actually doing this. It was just kind of an urban legend that went around, and thusly she became kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy. Where、so、because the because、yeah. kids heard about this, their parents telling them not to do it, they would go and look it up and get violent things on the internet. So this happens like once every three years. I think it's really boring. And these ritual game scares. Sort of happen all the time. Do you remember when we were in high school, Charlie Charlie? Charlie Charlie, of course. Yes, Charlie the, Charlie, and people like stop playing Charlie Charlie because you're conjuring up spirits or whatever. I played Charlie Charlie alone in my room. Okay. And it didn't work, but I made a funny YouTube video where like he pointed to a thing and it was just a picture of Shrek.、That's, that was my that's joke. Good. That's that was very my, good. Yeah. There's a whole reason why Charlie Charlie works, but we're not going to get into that. And also, the reason Momo is so boring is there are so many better scary games and、oh, better ritual games. Sure, Momo doesn't scare me at all, and there must be stuff that will. So yeah, why don't we get to that? Yeah.、Um, and then a side note: one of the the scary game is Ouija. We're going to talk about that's going to get its own.、Ouija's、episode. Ouija is getting its own episode because I love Ouija. It's、mm-hmm. something that I actually have a lot of experience with and a lot of historical knowledge of. Cool. So I'm very excited. That'll about be、Ouija. fun. We'll talk about that in another episode. So what is a ritual game? Uh, a ritual game is any kind of game with it. Really, in its most basic sense, is any game with clear instructions to,、uh, of things to do that usually end up in you conjuring up or communicating with spirits, demons, ghosts, or other cryptids. So it's like an online recipe. If instead of having a heartfelt story about your husband going off to war before the recipe. You have creepy ghosts. Yes, exactly.、Okay. And so these challenges, and the reason people play them is they often have promises. Stupid joke.、Um, it's but it's exactly correct. It makes sense though. Yeah.、Um, the the challenges often have promises of very high reward if they are completed correctly, or an extremely high risk if not completed correctly, including death. Okay. So they are often used for or as divination, which, if、um, you haven't read Harry Potter, it is seeking knowledge about the future through supernatural means. Right. So that can be a Ouija board. That can be looking to a crystal ball. It can be, can be a eight ball. It can be a, a magic, magic eight, eight ball. ball. Exactly. So we're going to talk about the, a lot of it. Of these like divination rituals do exist in like Eastern folk religion. We're not going to talk about those. We are going to talk、right. about the modern contemporary ghost games. The stupid stuff. The dumb stuff. Because、yes. we don't want to walk into a place where we are making light of yes, I, things、I'm、that are actually rooted in, in absolutely in not spiritual going to dunk on other people's、yeah. like folk culture because、yes. a lot of it is really beautiful. Well, yeah, and, culture in general. Yeah. yeah. 
And big, big disclaimer here in big old bold letters. We are not recommending that you play these games. I might recommend no, that you no, play these no. games. No, no, no. Listen, I, in fact, recommend that you do not play these games. Okay. Mostly because a lot of them involve oh, yeah, okay. things I... like fire, knives and blades, vandalism or trespassing, bodily harm, breaking the law. And, and do not. Listen, fire is fun to play with. We've all dunked a Nike sock in bug spray, lit it on fire, and threw it around at each other. We've all done this. Have we? But what I'm saying to you is if you are going to do fire stuff, vandalism, some civil disobedience, ritual games don't hold up in court. So it's I not like you're, you're going to get out. I like civil disobedience as if this is done in protest. No, no, no. I, just, <laughs> I, was, I was referring to breaking the law. Yeah. There are some laws that, you know, I guess you can breaking break. the law is civil uh, disobedience. But what I'm saying is that ritual games are not a valid defense in court. So if you're going to no. play with fire, just play with fire. Don't, <laughs> don't like, do don't it because a, a spooky ghost told you to. Do it because you love fire. If I suppose, if you must, please don't play any of the ones that involve breaking the law or hurting yourself. Be safe, but I play at your own risk. I say, please don't do these. Just li this is the way to consume them. Read about them on the internet and listen, listen to, to specifically our podcast. Listen to specifically our podcast. And share it with talking your friends them. and rate it on iTunes. <laughs> because we're gonna have more than one episode of Ritual Games. If you are oh, interested sure. in reading about um, more about people's experiences with these games, I recommend visiting the subreddit R Three Kings, which we'll talk about why it's called that later. I um, thought it was the Air Kings. <laughs> the Air Kings. The Air Kings. Uh, and that's a safer way to consume. Just read about people's experiences doing them. Um, most of these are creepypastas, which, if you don't know, is a scary story that's copied and pasted and shared around different parts of the internet. And it's also a, a Wikipedia thing that has creepypasta as a database yes, of all Yes, which things. I use to research a lot. Incredible. And some of these are very creepy and very scary, so right. viewer discretion is advised. And the most popular one, of uh, course. The most, the, there is one ritual game everybody knows about and has played and has heard of, which is Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary. Um, so Bloody Mary, we all know you play in your elementary school bathroom. Yes. But it has its roots. It actually started in the 20th century, and it was a game for women to play usually on Halloween night to see the, the, the man they would marry. So the way that you play it is you would walk backwards. It was usually at midnight or like 3 a.m. So you would walk backwards up the staircase because you had a staircase in your house uh -huh. um, with a candle in your darkened home. Then you would look into the mirror that you definitely had upstairs and you would either, with the candle, what? you would either see a man, which was going to be the man you were going to marry, or you would see the Grim Reaper, which either meant that you would die before you were married or you'd or marry, you'd marry a marry skeleton, which very good. Yeah. I did not know this because for me, it it was uh, sneaking out of Mrs. Viandin's fourth grade class, going into the bathroom saying Bloody Mary three times into the mirror, and then I think something scary was supposed to show up, something like a bloody face mm -hmm. of a woman, uh, and then Mrs. Scott came into the bathroom and said, what are you doing, and yelled at me. Um, exactly. So the, the modern interpretation of the game and the way people play the game now is usually, it, it depends on where you grew up and who taught you how to play and where you learned, because the rules and the effects can differ. Yes. So usually it involves you going into some mirror at some time, usually midnight, maybe 3 a.m., it depends. Whatever. Chanting her name a number of times or telling her that you have her baby, blah, 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 Which blah. Which is just rude. Exactly. Because you don't have her baby in you your life. You don't have her baby at all. Um, yeah. So depending on 
where you learned to play or who taught you. She's either a malevolent spirit or a benign spirit. She could be friendly, she could be evil, she could be covered in blood. Um, and then she could either strangle you or scream at you or break the mirror. Like in Nancy Drew and the shadow at the Ryukon or whatever it is. Does she conjure up Bloody Mary? Does Nancy Drew conjure up Bloody Mary? No, she very looks dark in a mirror. Children's book. Well, first off, it, it was an interactive video game. Okay. And second off, Second off, she looks in a mirror and the mirror breaks because there's a scary lady in the back of it. But it turns out that it was some dude who was building robots or something. Okay. Yeah, anyway. So the the, the, the myth is rooted that the, the spirit is allegedly Mary the First. Mary, the Bloody Mary. Yes, because she was called Bloody Mary because she was known for, for the, for the all, murderers. All the executions she did in attempt to get to the throne as well as the miscarriages she had. Now, that part's sad. I don't think you should go around taunting a dead lady over her miscarriages. Like, that's just me, though, so yeah. go off, I guess. The only thing you should make fun of Bloody Mary for, the, the queen, is the fact that she's not the much cooler queen. You just make fun of her for not being Elizabeth I. Yeah, that's the only reason you should make fun of her, not for her miscarriages. Yeah, that's, um, like, really crappy. It's very terrible. Like to do that. So there's a reason that Bloody Mary and so many other ritual games involve mirrors. So oh. looking, looking into a mirror in a dimly lit And vampires? Room, and also and, vampires? And also, I don't think this has to do with the vampire myth. That's a Bram Stoker thing. Oh, okay. But looking into a mirror in a dimly lit room for a long time can make you hallucinate. That's science. That's science, Yes, it's babe. called the strange face illusion. It was really kind of theorized in a study by Giovanni Caputo at the University of Urbino. Um, Ur Urbino, first of all, sorry. but also Giovanni Caputo, known for his long, uh, his descendant later, Teresa Caputo, Teresa the long Caputo. medium. Exactly, why do you think that he did this study? Also, this study happened in like 2011. Oh, so it's- It's, it's recent. It is Teresa Caputo, actually, and yeah. she just puts on a mustache yeah. and calls herself Giovanni. Um, so the way that the study went is that he had a bunch of like 20-something-year-olds stare into each other's eyes first for 10 minutes and then into a mirror for 10 minutes in a dimly lit room, okay. which I'm going to say right now is it's not basically far off from an acting, acting class. Training. <laughs> but so even within the first minute, because it's a dimly lit room and you are focusing on a fixed point, it starts to mess with your vision. Um, you can start to see uh, deformities of your own face. People saw monsters, people saw animals, people saw complete strangers, people saw visions of their parents in the mirror. Um, and the reason they started to see such fully formed things was what became known as the Caputo effect, which means that hmm. when you see broken parts of something, your brain kind of starts to fill in the gaps. So even if you saw, like maybe your face was slightly altered, your brain started to fill in those gaps and created something more horrific. Right, which is related to another phenomenon in vision, which I didn't know just because of reading this, but if you stare at a fixed point at any time, mm -hmm. your vision tends to uh, cone into into the exact point you're looking at and stuff other 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 places can start to yes, fade that's, away. Yes, it's called the Troxler's fading or Troxler's effect. And it's best known the optical illusion where it's like a black cross in the center and it's got that purple yes. dot going in circles. And like, if you stare at the cross, it disappears and yeah. stuff, yeah. So like technically you could do this at home for yourself, but like maybe don't. This is, I think if we have to recommend anything, and we do, because Jigsaw has us around the waist with big metal scissors, and he's told us that we have to recommend at least one game. I'm gonna say this one's the one I recommend. This, uh, just doing Bloody Mary or just staring into a mirror? Yes. Both. Yes. Okay. Um, so we're going to talk about some 
of the more modern and famous on the internet ritual games. Devin, I'm very excited to hear your input yes. and uh, whether or not you would play these games. Okay. Um, so the first one we're going to start with is the namesake for the Reddit board, where a lot of these are documented, which is Three Kings. So it's one of the most famous modern online ritual games. Okay. It was first posted Does this on, have to do with those good boys who went and saw Jesus? It does not, oh. unfortunately. Like, only by name. They okay. share a name. So it was first posted on our No Sleep. I'm like not reading it because I want. I saw a little bit okay. and I want you to read it uh, too. Our No Sleep is a horror board on Reddit um, in about 2013 by Reddit user Fableforge, who's now become a little bit Ooh, like a legend on yeah. Reddit. Um, so it's a ritual meant to allow you to access the shadow side. Now, Fable Forge does oh, not so mention exactly what the shadow side is, and a lot of what, why would he? He wants to make all that money from the lore books that will come out later. A lot of what um, Three Kings is is about it being a very personal experience. So the shadow side can be different for. Every what do person three that kings mean to me? Exactly. So um, there's a lot, a lot of setup for this game. And again, I'm not going to say exactly how to play. If you want to know, look it up online, but I'm not going to spell it out for you. Oh my um, God. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, because I don't want you to play this. Um, so but it involves like a fan, three mirrors, or two mirrors, pardon me. Um, you need to get some wa a bucket of water. You need a small toy from your childhood. You need your cell phone, a candle, a windowless room. You need a trusted partner. You, Even though you're the only one completing the ritual you need another living person a lot accessible okay um so the idea is you set up these chairs in your windowless room at i think three o'clock in the morning okay um uh, and you are sitting on a chair in the center and there are two chairs facing you that have the two mirrors on it so this chair is your throne um so the mirrors at this time they conjure up the queen and the fool. Okay. Um, and the thing is, it's- it, My two alter egos. Yeah, it's up to you <laughs> to figure out who the queen is and who the fool is. They will not tell you. And remember that where you're sitting, they think that they're the king, so you're either their queen or their fool. The mirrors. Yes. The, 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 the spirits, ghastly ghouls who show the up. The spirits in the mirror, they okay. think they're the king, so you are either their queen or their fool. Everybody wants to rule the world. Yeah. Yeah. So I think if I ever played this game, I would just be everybody's fool, fool. including yeah. when I'm sitting on the throne. I think by playing this game, you're automatically the fool. You become the fool. Yeah, it's a oh, big conspiracy. But so you are instructed never to look in the mirrors, not because you're not supposed to look directly into a mirror, but because you are not supposed to turn your back on the other mirror. And they also oh. advise you to look out for red flags because you, you set up this um, little setup in your basement before you go to sleep. And then when you wake up at 3 a.m., Again, reading, I need to stop you there. Yeah. Reading this, if you were able to read the, the, the how to do this ritual and not see tons of red flags popping up everywhere, you're not gonna see them when you're, you're gonna, doing the ritual. Exactly, but there are certain things that you should look out for when you go to complete the ritual that um, would signify that you should abort the ritual. Okay. Um, and if you do have to abort or if you fail the ritual, um, by messing up your setup or something. Yeah. You have to leave your house for the night. Every living person in your house has to leave for the night. You'll be safe to return at 6 a.m. Yeah, and some of these red flags include uh, a rash, a diarrhea, some morning sickness. Mesothelioma. Mesothelioma, um, which you are entitled to compensation for. The presence of asbestos in general. Mm -hmm. uh, wild animals coming into your home. Um, ants. Ants, for sure. The, the animal or the, the family member. A general draft. 
Yeah, if you if you lick your finger and stick it to the wind, and you feel a draft, abort the ritual yeah. immediately. So most of the experiences that people, like I said before, Three Kings ends up being different for every person. Um, so most people have said they've been the spirits have given them life advice or talked to them about their purpose. They the spirits give them answers to personal questions they may have been grappling with. Not a lot of info is known on the results of the ritual because it is so highly personal uh -huh. um, and it's a psychological ritual. Like a lot of people don't interpret this ritual as a way to conjure up spirits, but a way to access other parts of yourself. Right, as a kind of meditation. Yes, again, it, yeah. like an acting class. Yeah. Um, so it totally varies from person to person. I don't think this one is that scary, but yeah. um, there are advisements when you see this game posted that if you have depression or anxiety or any sort of yes. thing like that that you should not play this game. Well, dang it. I was like, I was kind of excited. Were you going to play this one? I was thinking about going into my basement, which I don't have, mm -hmm. and and picturing some some, some queens fools? and fools. Um, so you would play this one? Yeah. Okay. This seems cool. Good to know. So the second one we're going to talk about is, it's got two names, um, Hide and Go Seek Alone or One Man Hide and Seek. So it is a Japanese game. Um, it started appearing on Japanese horror boards in about 2007. So it involves playing a game of hide-and-go-seek with a living doll in your house in the dark. This was created by people who just didn't have friends and were like... It's a great way yeah. if you don't have friends and want to entertain yourself. So yes. It involves you stuffing a doll with rice and putting a piece of you inside this doll. This is usually a fingernail. Yucko. I don't know what else Yucky. it could be, but um, it's usually a fingernail. You would think like a lock of hair. Maybe. Yeah. Um, I think a couple of ones I've read about this ritual say that hair does not work. Why? I don't know. Are they? Is the doll picky? Yeah, maybe. Okay. Um, but it is very, very, very important for you not to use somebody else's uh, fingernail or other things because then this the malevolent spirit that possesses the doll could then end up possessing that person instead. Yeah, and you brought this spirit in to yes, possess you. Yes, you should be the one that has to reckon Yeah, with don't it. do all this work just to get somebody else possessed. Yeah. So then you turn off all the lights and you start the game by, um, you leave the doll, I think you have to leave it in your bathroom. Um, and like, just in case they need to do their business before they come and murder you? Yeah, near a full bathtub. You leave it in there and you leave the room. <laughs> and then you come back into the room and you have to stab the doll with a sharp object. Whoa! Now, it is recommended that you use something like a wooden toothpick, a pencil, or a needle, and not scissors or a knife, because if the doll finds you, the doll might stab you. I am so confused. This went from zero to 100 in the space of about one sentence. What are you talking about? So the, you, have, you have invited a spirit to come into this doll and to play hide and go seek with you. So they, and um, by, by stabbing, the reason they come after you is because by stabbing it, you've angered it. Yeah, you pissed it off. And this that's why it hide and come seek. find you. This is not hide and seek. It is this, hide and seek. No, it is not. This is, this is, that's like, that is like if Hidden I went rat. into a zoo and I was like, hey, I want to play hide and seek with your tiger. Mm -hmm. And they were like, okay, what are you going to do? And I was like, oh, I'm just going to go into the enclosure, stab your tiger with a knife, and then go hide. You should stab the tiger with a toothpick or a needle. Or because a then the tiger might because stab the you. the tiger might stab you, so you shouldn't use scissors or a knife. So then you go to your hiding place and you take a mouthful of salt water. Duh. Because salt uh, deters demons, I guess. But like, what's, okay, so after that it says that you end the ritual by pouring salt water on the doll, letting it dry and burning it, right? Yes. So that's like how you get that's rid of the spirit. That's how you end the game. But like, what's the game? Um, there is no reward for this one. What's the, like, what's the... Oh, 
I mean, I didn't want to spell it exactly out, but basically, I didn't write down the exact times, but throughout the night, the doll's gonna come looking for you. But like what, think, ha like what happens? Does the, like the, does the doll find me and then I go, all right, now it's my turn, or like does he kill me? Like I, what well, is the, it? The object is for the doll not to find you. You do not want to be found by the doll. Then why would you bring it in your house? Because you want to talk to a ghost. Why? So there's talking going no. on. No. <laughs> Don't bring ghosts into your house. Because that's what you want to do. Because you want to have some demons over. Because that's why. Just get a Ouija board. <laughs> like. But then you have that interaction. You don't get to play a game with a Ouija board. A Ouija, a Ouija, that's, it's a game. I don't think it's a game. I, okay, we need to move on. Yeah, um, this ritual is very popular on YouTube. Oh, also you have to make sure that you burn the doll after you're done with it. It is a very popular ritual on YouTube. It does not have any rewards, but the risk is very high. Yeah, yeah, there's not, you're so I bad. Feel like, uh, the appeal so... of a lot of these is that you just want to see what's going to happen. You just want to throw your life on the line it's in front of the ghost. It's kind of like, you know, when you're walking in the street and you're like, I wonder what would happen if I jumped out in front of this taxi. Yes. I understand that, but that's like a result of like stuff we're not supposed to talk about on the podcast. Well, no, it's also, also a result of something, I can't remember the French term of it, but it's called the call of the void, which yes. is the, I'm it's with for you. the phenomenon of like, what if I turn my car off of the highway Right, but those come from like split second decisions, not, hmm, I'm going to- do this whole ritual. I'm going to do a ritual now. I, okay. Um, so Devin, would you play this game? No. 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 There's no. If there was a reward, if 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 I escaped the doll for the night, and at the end when I went to burn the doll, there was like a pot of gold, like, like a leprechaun like, situation. Maybe I would do it, but since there's literally no reward and the only the only gift is death. I would say no. You would not play no. um, hide and go seek alone. No. I guess you're gonna have to find some friends to play hide and go seek with you. Aw, uh, da dag, got me there. I'm so, so angry. The next I'm game, so mad. you're gonna be mad because the next game doesn't have a reward either. Okay. Um, the next game we're gonna talk about is Daruma-san or the okay. bath game. Okay. So um, this is based off a Japanese children's game, which is, I meant to look up the pronunciation of this before and I forgot. Daruma-san uh, go, go Koronda, yeah. yeah. Um, I think. Which is just red light, green light. Okay. Um, for Japanese school children. Okay. Um, so interestingly enough, the namesake is from a Daruma doll, which is good luck in Japanese yes. culture, Daruma dolls. Daruma-san, the spirit, is not. She is not good luck. So okay. the story of uh, Daruma-san is that she was a Japanese woman who fell in her bathtub and died, and now she is a vengeful spirit. So the- Vengeful towards who? Uh, in just, the inventor of bathtubs? No, just the okay. fact that she died. Um, okay. There is not a lot of context about her other than how she died. So okay. the way that you play this game is that you're supposed to get into a bathtub in a dark room and begin washing your hair. Um, and as you wash your hair, you're supposed to repeat the phrase, Daruma-san fell down, um, until you have completed washing your hair. So depending on how unruly your hair is, this may take longer. Okay. It doesn't say how well you have to wash your hair. What if it's not time for my weekly washing of my hair and I just have to condition it? it I, I guess conditioning counts as washing. That's weird. It does not specify that you have to use shampoo, but it says you have to wash your hair. Okay. So okay. whatever that means to you. Okay. Um, so if you have done this correctly, you are supposed to then receive a mental image of a Japanese woman standing and then slipping and falling in her bathtub, hitting her head on a rusty tap and gouging her eye out. Right. Which, so, which would prompt you to say, 
why did you fall in the bathtub? Okay, I have a problem here yeah. because supposedly when you are, the idea is that like the spirit gives you the mental image. Yes. How, however, I just read this on Creepypasta. Of course I'm gonna get the mental image of a ding dang lady falling yes, down in her bathtub. that's why this ritual works, because you know you're supposed to receive that image. So Adam, it doesn't it. work. But th no, that's why it a works. A lady doesn't come into my bathtub and murder me. Um, then, well, that's not what happens in the game. Oh, so then well, you go the to bed. Then? It's the next part of the game. Oh, nice. Now that you've had your little shower. You washed your hair you and you're your going hair, to bed. And now it's bedtime. Yeah. Now the game begins as soon as you open your eyes the next morning. So basically oh what God. happens in this game is that you are playing red light, green light with Thurumasan. So you, throughout your whole day, she's gonna follow you around out of the corner of your eye. You are never supposed to turn around and look at her directly, but you're supposed to keep an eye on her out of the corner of your eye and make sure she doesn't get too close. So if she does get too close to you, you're supposed to say uh, tomare, which makes her go away. Like red light. Like yeah, sort of like saying red light. If she gets too close to you and you cannot let her catch you. Okay. Don't this is, let this feels like close. a slender man. Yeah, similar. Yeah. Um, and so to end the game, you're supposed to say kita, which is I cut you loose. Okay. Um, and that, and swipe your arm down in a cutting motion. Um, now you can only do this when she is close enough uh, for you to see her. You can't just do it like as soon as you wake up and be like, I win. Um, where, where does she start? Um, so she starts relatively far away from you. It doesn't say how long. Okay. However, it does say that if you you should not play this game again because She's, she will start. She already, she'll she, start wherever she left off. Oh. So throughout the day, she gets closer and closer to you. Okay. Um, so if you play the game again, she'll start wherever she left off, giving you way less time to cut her loose. Okay. So if you end if you did it correctly and you cut her off and she was close enough, then you win. Um, and you must finish the game and cut her loose before midnight, or else you're giving your permission to enter your dreams. And again, of course. the okay. most important thing, do not let her catch you. In the dream or in real life? In either. Okay. I mean, if she gets into your dreams, it's pretty much over for you. But Got it. while you're still playing and awake, do not let her catch you. Well, like, if she catches me, does she kill me? Again, it doesn't, like, there have been no records of what happens if she catches you okay. because no one's ever lived to tell the tale. Because I like the idea that if she doesn't catch you by midnight and she just enters your dream, then you just have, like, a dream friend. Like, now she's trapped in your dream forever because she can't come back out of your dream. That doesn't make any logical sense, you know? I want I'm, a sleep friend, Adam. Are, I want a friend that comes to me in the sleeping hours. That is called hours. a significant other who you, you share a bed with. Ezra doesn't enter my dreams like that Spongebob episode. I wish he did. I really, I really as a kid thought that's how dream, dreams worked, that you could just walk in other people's dreams. Like that's awesome. Like a big cloud above like, their head. that's so cool. Yeah. Anyway, um, we're... Uh, would you play this game? No. No? No. You wouldn't play with the Rumasan? No. 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 Okay. We no. have reached the last one we're gonna talk about and my absolute favorite ritual game because I think it's horrifying. It's called The Man in the Fields. Okay. Um, so instead of doing like a little Which mini also was like my goal for life was to just end up to be a man in the, the, fields, man in the fields. And now you're gonna ruin that image for me. drive by you on the highway and it's that man in the fields. No, there's no highway near it. It's in the middle of nowhere. And I just live my life in the fields. So instead of breaking this down for you, I'm just going to read you an abridged version of it. Because the actual version is a little longer than this, but I wanted to cut it down so it's not just me uh, reading you things for a long okay. time. Um, so the, the claim is that the game has been passed down for centuries and originated in medieval Britain. 
I don't know about that. Yeah, that don't sound like, that dog don't hunt. I'm, I'm gonna think that it started on Reddit, but hey, I don't know. <laughs> in the far flung reaches so, of Reddit. And um, we'll begin the man in the fields. Okay. Um, perhaps we can put some spooky music under this. Yeah, here comes the spooky music. <laughs> um, so if completed successfully, the ritual will ensure you one year of safety, uh, physical, fiscal, and or mental, depending on the events that ensue in the ritual. This is what I'm talking about. Yes, so this is one of the ones with the rewards. And these depend on how many hours before midnight you begin the ritual. No more than three and no less than one. Because so we're safe. So this is just, this is a test ride for us what do you right mean? now. We're doing the ritual right now. Yeah, together. we're gonna do it. Yeah. The total safety, which is the highest reward of the ritual, will only come to you if you complete it in an hour or less, so start an hour before midnight, but it's reported that it's pretty much impossible, and you'll hear why as I explain how it works. Okay. So you will need a house in the backyard. We'll dag. We're Didn't already at. Yeah. Um, you'll need a candle, a okay. crucifix, and a watch or clock. You cannot use your cell phone for this. You can okay. also not use your cell phone for a light source. You have to use a candle. Okay. So to begin the ritual, make sure it is late enough for no one to be around outside. And make so we're sure double done. Yeah. Because we live in in world, you know? Yeah, um, make sure the sun is set and there is, uh, the, the being in the ritual is based around, the, the, that the ritual is based around will not appear if anyone other than the summoner is around to detect his presence. Okay. So you really have to have like a house in the Your own house. field somewhere where nobody else lives and you have no neighbors or you kick out Which if that was family. If that's where I was, I would already be happy enough that I don't need a year of safety. <laughs> I'm already safe for the rest of my life. I'm in the fields. Yeah. Okay. So either get one of those or kick out your whole family for the night, put them up in a nice hotel. Um, so then light your candle, go out into your yard and whisper seven times, but who will scare the crows away while facing the house? Okay. On the seventh whisper, you should hear from behind you, that's not your biggest problem. Okay. Walk back to the house without looking back, and as soon as you reach the house, get inside and close the door. Can I turn my, can I look out the door window? No, we will get to that. Okay. It's very important that you do not do that. We will uh, get to that. Okay. Um, now the ritual begins. Okay. So now everything in your house that has the ability to open has opened. What about my third eye? Yes. Okay. Every jar, every bottle, every box, every Tupperware, every bag, every drawer, every door, every app on your phone, every app on your computer, everything that has the ability to open in okay. some sense of the word is now open. What about the flu in my lovely open. brick fireplace? Open. What about all my emails? Open. That's nice. It removes the badge icon from my <laughs> phone. Uh, what about? Don't say it. No. What about what about my uh, inability to process my oh, trauma? Your inner self. Yeah. <laughs> you now open. Yeah. Do I open <laughs> to processing my trauma? Um, I, I'm going to say everything physical that can open okay. is opened. Okay. Okay. Um, so now the ritual begins. Uh, take your crucifix into a room with only one door, close the door, and leave it there. This will be your safe room in case the ritual goes wrong. Okay. Make sure everything, before you close that door, make sure everything in that room is closed. In there? Yes, in your safe okay. room. Your goal is to close, your goal of the ritual is to close everything that opened before your watch reaches midnight. Okay. Like, this sounds easy, but think about everything in your house that can open. Yeah. And, like, the, tr the, the tricky part isn't... Closing everything, it's remembering everything. Right. So as you make way through your darkened house, you will notice that out of the corner of your eye, you'll be able to see a man dressed in simple farmer's clothes. Yes. His skin is ash gray. 
Don't look at him, and whatever you do, do not look at him directly in the eyes, but do not be afraid of him. This is not the man in the fields. Okay, this he's, is just a dude. This is just, He's merely a herald, a referee of sorts to make sure that you're closing every container. He'll follow you, but he will not get in your way. How courteous. Yeah, thank you, Grandpa. Thank you, thank you, Field Grandpa. So now we get to your question. Make sure that you do not look out into your backyard. If you do, you will notice that there is a scarecrow that wasn't there before. Because he's scaring off the crows. Yes. He's solved. He, the reason he said that's, that's not you your biggest problem. No, but that's why he was like, that's not your biggest problem. I'll handle that. Exactly. Before this, it was your biggest problem, but that's not your biggest problem. Now I got you. So the scarecrow's head is a cow skull, and its limbs are impossibly long versions of a human being's arms and legs. The only thing that is missing is a head. If you fail the ritual or do not reach your, your head will be the head. Yes. Or yes. do not reach your safe room in time, he will take yours. This is the man in the field. Incredible. If you look into the backyard, he will come after you. Okay. If you don't look in the backyard, don't see the post and don't see the scarecrow, you will have until midnight to complete the ritual. If you are 100% sure that everything in your house that can open is closed, make your way to bed and go to sleep. If you did look out in the backyard, the man in the fields will get down off his scarecrow post. He will look at you yes. and he will begin sprinting. Yes! You have a minute at most to get to your safe room. Run inside and lock it tight and double check to see if everything is closed inside. You will have to endure him scratching and clawing okay, at the door, yeah, yeah, yeah. shrieking threats and promises of mercy if you open the door. Whatever he says or does, do not open the door. There is no situation in which you should confront the man in the fields. Okay. Good luck and stay safe. Yeah, stay safe out there, uh, Spooker fans. Questions. I don't have many, okay. But what? It's, so like, I'm already in my safe room. The the man that feels I, I don't. You've looked at the man. In the I done screwed up. I looked that cow right in the eyes because yeah. he's kind of sexy. Um and <laughs> please, please I got to my the man in the fields on I got podcast. I got my I got the I got up there to my my good friend Jesus on the cross in in my. Are you saying you went into your backyard to talk to the man in the fields, or you just looked at him through the window? I just looked at him through the window. Okay. And then I looked him in the eyes and I was definitely turned on, but also I was very scared because he, he started sprinting he at started me. He sprinting at Which you. I do really like the image of. It's he, a very frightening image. Oh yeah. I'm seeing it in my brain right now and I don't like it. I'm gonna show you the image um, that accompanies oh God. this pasta. Um, but continue. But so, like, what's stopping me from like taking a Z-Quil, popping in some earplugs and going to sleep? Oh, that's like a Slenders man. Um, if you open the Z-Quil bottle, he can come through that. Oh, what? but what if it's a pack? What if it's he one of He can come the... through that. That's not, that's... It's, can you open a pack? What if I, before starting the ritual, put two Z-Quil next to the crucifix in the room? Oh, you're not supposed to go to sleep. If, you oh. look, if you've looked at the man in the fields, you are not supposed to go to sleep. Am I allowed to go to sleep or am I just not supposed to? What happens? What question is that? Because what opens when I go to sleep? Your mouth. Do I have to keep my mouth closed through the whole night? Yep. How am I going to thank the old man that's, that's heralding my, my coming fiscal safety for the following year? First of all, sign language. Incredible. The he'll disappear anyway. As soon when? As, if the man in the fields gets down off his post. Well, I'm just saying in general. You can thank him when you wake up in the morning and you are safe. Just thank the ether and he'll know. He'll know. I'm glad he'll know. <laughs> That's good. Okay, I'm going to say I will not play this game. You would not play this um, game. Actually, no, I would. You would? See, I think this is because the scariest Adam, one I've read. Adam, I love you to death. I love our spooky yeah. fun time podcast. Yeah. But when I went into the 
even if I've been in this place for years and I'm starting to hallucinate and I go out and I whisper this thing mm -hmm. and the cow skull man whispers in my ear, that's not your only, that's not your biggest problem. When I go inside my house, my jars of marmalade will not be open. <laughs> so yes, I'd play this game. See, the, the loopholes, um, people have asked, if can you play this game in a brand spanking new empty house? Yeah, can <laughs> yes, you can. Yeah. Can I play it in a one, like a five by five shack? Yeah, that that's the downfall of this ritual is that as soon as you come real, back real inside is so, and see so that expensive. everything in your house is not open, you go, well, darn, this game isn't real. And I'm not going to be safe fiscally for the next year, and I don't even get a cool scarecrow. Yeah. Wait, if... You do not get to keep the man in the field. What? He will disappear in also, the morning if you complete the ritual correctly. We'll, like, post that like a link to that picture on Facebook or something. Mm. That is not as scary of an image that scary? I was. No, I'm picturing like a big wooden post with a cow skull mount, not, mounted on top of it and stretching out. That would be way less scary. No, 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 no. Just wait. We got a post going up and then out from the sides from the post, I'm just imagining human limbs that just stretch out to the horizon. <laughs> I wasn't expecting some like Slender Man stuff. I'm used to that. There's also this one. Oh, I'm kind of into that. You like That's that cool. one? I would print that out and mount that on my wall. Would you? Yeah. As a man. tribute, paying tribute to the man in the field. Yeah, except I want to pay tribute to the nice farmer man from American Gothic. Thank you, Grandpa Joe. Thank you, Grandpa Joe. That's going to do it. Yeah, I had fun. For this episode of the podcast. If you uh, liked this podcast, please be sure to subscribe on iTunes. Yes, we'll uh, definitely or... do more ritual games in the future. Um, if you are interested in reading more about people's experiences with ritual games, you can visit the Reddit thread r3kings. Or a really great website that I use a lot to research is theghostinmymachine.com. They do a series called The Most Dangerous Games, where they just post the instructions for all these rituals, and they're very interesting. The Most Dangerous Games, which is a reference to uh, the short story, The Most Dangerous Game, which me and a friend of yours, Henry Ainsworth, mm -hmm. and a friend of mine, Carol Alt, uh, covered on an episode of We've Lost the Plot, which you can also find on iTunes. Are you plugging your, I'm plugging your my dead own, podcast? I'm plugging my own dead podcast. Uh, season two coming soon. <laughs> But uh, thank you guys so much for listening. You can follow us at Great Screen Pod yes. um, on Twitter or uh, like us on Facebook at slash Great Screen Pod. At the Great uh, American Scream. You can find our website at thegreatamericanscream.com. Uh, you can find our podcast wherever podcasts are posted. So if iTunes is your thing, rate, subscribe, and review. And I'm going to yell at this Mac once again. And. A quick thank you to Michael Segudo for recording our intro to the podcast. Uh, I think that's going to do it for us. I think so. So uh, I've been Devin Wright. I've been Adam O'Connell. And hopefully you've, you've been, been spooked. spooked.